This is the AOS Career Podcast, part of the Bone Bee Orthopedic Podcast channel. The series is hosted by the chairs of the AOS Resident Assembly and features conversations on professional development and growth opportunities within the field of musculoskeletal healthcare. Welcome back for another episode of the AOS Career Podcast. You may or may not know that today is the AOS Virtual Career Fair. This is an online event connecting orthopedic surgery professionals with private practice employers, group practices, hospitals, health systems, and other recruiters around the country. If you were able to attend, great. This episode will hopefully complement your experience. If you missed the event, you can still familiarize yourself with the various career resources available to the AOS members through this podcast. Our guests include Ms. Tanya Getter, who is a lead residency education director with Community Health Systems, and Ms. Yvette Thompson, who is the AOS Career Center Coordinator. Welcome both of you to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Let's start by having you both tell us a little bit about your expertise on this topic and your involvement with AOS. Yvette, if you want to start us off. Yes. So I am currently the Career Center Coordinator, been with AOS for going on six years. I oversee the online job board and the fellowship listing directory and the on-site career center at annual meeting. Tanya? So I work with a company called Community Health Systems. It is a healthcare company which owns and operates about 80 plus hospitals nationwide. And for the last almost 12 years, I have been working in their physician recruitment team I educate residents and fellows and even practicing physicians on how to find job opportunities, how to create CVs, how to look at contracts, how to understand them, interviewing tips, things like that. And I've been able to team up with Yvette and the AOS for many years now at the annual conference and conducting actual CV consultations at the Career Center. The most relevant topic we could possibly cover today, landing a job. Tanya, in your role, what insights can you share with some of our future or current applicants when applying for a job and what the timeline should look like, say, at the end of residency or fellowship, or maybe when switching to a new role? So there are a couple of things that I've heard time and time again from hospital CEOs, physician recruiters, is having all of that information on their CVs that they're looking for, specifically the timeline, the dates, when did you start residency, when did you finish residency, even if it's in the future. So that way they know exactly when you're available to start practicing in regards to when to start looking for job opportunities yesterday. So it's never too early to start looking, especially if you know, okay, I'm going to be finished in a year or I'm going to be finished in a year and a half. Start having those conversations, whether it be talking to a recruiter or a CEO directly or meeting somebody through the career center, like at the AAOS and making those connections. Hospitals, they already know in advance when they're going to be looking for particular physicians and specialties. It can be a year in advance if they've got somebody that's coming to the end of a contract or they know someone's going to be retiring or they're adding new facilities. So it's never too early to start the conversation. Do you have any resources that you recommend for candidates looking for opportunities? Yvette will be able to speak more on this too, especially with what the Career Center has to offer at the AAOS. But at the actual in-person conference or virtual conference, how it's been in the past as well, physicians get the opportunity to meet recruiters face-to-face. You can have those conversations and say, this is where I want to be. This is why I want to be there. And having those face-to-face conversations makes a big difference as opposed to trying to find somebody online. There are other ways to do it online per se with job boards. So you can either 
search for opportunities in your specialty, your subspecialty, and then also geographically. So you can find opportunities that way and then reach out to employers via those sites. You can also post your own CV to those sites and list all those criteria where then employers that are a part of those sites, they can then reach out to you. We have some resources as well. For instance, with in regards to CVs, we've got a checklist to help bounce back off of and what to include on your CV. Yvette has a handful of resources as well that I know that she shares. Let's swing to Yvette. Yvette and I actually met for the first time last year at the AOS annual meeting. I want to specifically talk about the virtual career fair. What can people expect to learn or experience at their career fair? The virtual career fair is tonight. And so we have 29 employers already signed up and ready to meet job seekers. What the job seekers can expect when they go onto this platform, it is a virtual platform. They will log in and they will see booths, actual booths that they can click on and meet recruiters virtually. And they're able to chat. They're able to video talk to those recruiters and they can discuss the openings that they have at hospitals, those practices. It's, a, I believe, a either a five-minute or a 10-minute chat that you can have with the recruiter. I recommend for anybody logging in and going into the platform to visit each booth that's there. You can see from the booths where they're located, whether it's East Coast, West, or South, visit each booth that's there and take the time not to just go with who they see or they are aware of. Sometimes we think that I don't want to work in that area, but they may have other locations to get your foot into the door and work from there. Thanks, Yvette. Yeah, I actually signed up myself the other day. And like you said, there's so many different employers, whether private practice or hospital systems, academics, and from all over the country. And a lot of places that I hadn't heard of, it's a definitely a great opportunity for those either seeking jobs in the near future, or maybe just trying to plan ahead for after fellowship or residency or planning to make a change. One other thing I think that's important too, these are all free benefits of being an AOS member and being a resident member. So you should really take advantage of these. It takes a little bit of time to potentially make some career changing connections. Exactly. The virtual career fair is a member benefit opportunity for all members to take an opportunity to do this, to join, to participate, where other career fairs, there may be a cost. That's great. When I was signing up for the career fair, I also noticed some job listings online and the AOS Career Center on the website is the place to go for all these different resources. I saw over 700 job opportunities, again, from places all over the country. So that's a place people should go to look for different opportunities as well. I was recently talking to some resident colleagues who are applying to jobs and fellowships, and they were surprised to learn that the AOS had all these things. And one thing in particular was that the AOS can actually review your CV at the annual meeting and virtually if you send them to them. Yvette, can you tell us a little bit about that? So this is a year-long benefit that we offer to all members. Right now, what we're doing, if members will like their CV reviewed, they will send their CV to me. I have partnered with CHS, which is Tanya, who graciously is here today with us. Her and her team, they assist with reviewing those CVs throughout the year. Then at annual meeting, we have Tanya and her team is there as well, and they can meet with them in person. And they can sit with the member and go through their CV. They're excellent with providing feedback on how to make their CV more appealing to the recruiters. And they will also offer additional tips of what they can do depending on position they're seeking. So it is a year-long benefit offered to all the members. 
Awesome. Some of the other things I saw was the fellowship listing online. People didn't realize that the AOS online has an up-to-date listing of all the different types of fellowships. You can search them by state, by ACGME accreditation. So I think that was really valuable as well. And then when I was looking at the CV reviews, I noticed there were actually CV templates in there too, which are super useful. You spend so much time trying to reformat these and format them in universal and streamlined way. And they already had that on there for us, which is great. Yes. Doing your CV, I think it's a hard task. People don't like doing their CV. So we all try to make sure that we make it a little bit easier in the process. The fellowship listing directory is there. It is updated every year. By May, it's updated for the new academic year. So please take advantage, utilize that. We try to have as many listings there along with SF Batch. The benefit is there for the members. I also wanted to ask you, I had heard about the mock interviews at the annual meeting last year. I didn't get a chance to do it or experience it myself, but can you tell us a little bit about how these mock interviews work? Previous years, we did the mock interview where we had a virtual platform called Interview Stream. And so we had that set up at annual meeting. I had gotten some of the members from one of the committees to ask the questions. They were able to see a person on the platform to practice. Unfortunately, we no longer have that platform, but we are moving toward having someone, an actual person at the annual meeting moving forward to conduct mock interviews if members are interested when they come visit the Onsite Career Center. If they submit their CV for review, that can be an added bonus after the CV review to sit and do a couple of questions. Between CV and mock interview, practice makes perfect sometimes with the interviewing. So we want to make sure that we provide that service. I'm just hoping that you let me grill some people. If you let me do some virtual interviews, it might be some good podcasting. I don't know if I'm qualified though. So we can talk about that. (laughs) What other career resources can we expect at the annual meeting this year? So one thing that's going to be added for this coming annual meeting in Vegas, we will have a headshot photo booth in the career center. I'm so excited that we're doing this in the career center this year. This is an actual booth that members can just walk into and do a headshot picture. So that's something new and exciting. If you have never visited the on-site career center along with the online job board, we also have an on-site job board. So members or employers who are attending the annual meeting, they are bringing an actual job posting that's posted on the job board there along the walls of the career center. So please stop by, look at the job board, come by annual meeting when you're there and take a photo headshot, come by and do a CV review. Also within the career center, if you meet with a recruiter, we do have interview rooms that you can do one-on-one interview, meet or talk more privately with those recruiters that will also be in the career center at annual meeting. I think that's a great point, Yvette, in regards to the actual on-site annual meeting for the career fair. I know that when my colleagues are there recruiting, they enjoy it because they get to meet so many people face-to-face. And generally how it works is two of our physician recruiters attend and they represent basically all the opportunities that we have. And like Yvette mentioned, there are jobs that are posted on a massive big bulletin board. And You walk up and it's all separated out by different regions of the country. And then you can text those recruiters, say, hey, my name is Dr. So-and-so. I'm interested in opportunity in the Southeast. I saw your flyer. When would be a good time to meet? 
And then you get to go meet face-to-face either there at a table that's in the midst of the career center or in one of those private rooms. And you basically just have an opportunity to have that interview, those first conversations. You tell them a little bit about yourself, what exactly you're looking for. You're giving them like your elevator speech. And for instance, with our recruiters, since we have so many opportunities and locations, they are then able to share your information with their colleagues. So let's say they might work with a particular hospital and you've already had that conversation with them, but you also are interested in another state that they can then pass along to their colleague and say, look, I've met somebody at the annual conference. We had a great conversation. I've taken a look at their CV. I think it would be a perfect fit. So I think that's a great opportunity that you might not necessarily have if you're just going back and forth by email. So it's a lot of fun. I've done it many times in the past. It's really busy. There's always something going on, but it's fun to participate. Great. Sounds like you guys have been hard at work. So I'm super excited to see all those things come to fruition. And I think the headshot booth is obviously going to be a big hit. One thing to keep in mind is when you're getting your headshot done, smile. A smile goes a long way. That first impressions. That's my piece of advice for when you're getting your headshots. Great. All right. I think we've covered a lot, obviously, and going over some of the different resources that the AOS has and their career fair coming up is obviously a big thing for people looking for jobs. Before we go, I want to put you guys on the spot a little bit, and I'll start with Tanya. I want to just have you go over maybe the two or three biggest flaws that you see on people's CVs that they can improve or maybe they don't think about. So I know this will sound a little silly, but if it's a mess, Try to have it make sense, have it be consistent and flow. So when I mentioned earlier about having in a timeline, having it in reverse chronological order so that when someone's looking at it, they can actually follow along with it. So you'll start off with your education up at the top. And if you're doing fellowship, you'll have that listed first, then work your way back down. So fellowship, residency, medical school, undergrad, and including the month and the year for both the start and the end dates. And that's also important for your experience sections, because as they go through the timeline, they're going to be looking for time gaps. And if there are any unexplained time gaps on your CV, that poses to be a red flag for employers. And it may be something simple as I graduated off cycle and I just had a longer period of time between when I graduated to start the next step in my education It could be something different. It could be I took time off to take care of a sick grandparent or I was on maternity leave or I just decided to pursue something different before going into medical school. So if it's something like that, you want to address it at least somewhere in what you're sending to them. Most likely a cover letter would be a good place for that. And it can just be a quick one-liner. As you can see on my attached CV, I took some time off because that answers those red flags that they might have. Keep in mind what you're using that CV for. If you are looking for fellowship or an academic position, or you're using your CV for a publication or post a presentation, then you'll have that full lengthy CV that could be five pages, eight pages, 10 pages plus. If you are using your CV for more of the employment purposes where you're looking to land a job that's not necessarily academic based, then you can use a short, sweet CV, a one-pager, two-pager. And so that way they get that key information that they're looking for, your education, your experiences. Here's another big thing that oftentimes I see left off, your licensing, your certifications. Are you 
eligible to practice medicine. So including your board eligibility, your board certification on there, and also your state licensure, because those are big kickers that they are going to quickly look for to see if you're able to practice. And so having that on page one is important as well. And just, Yvette mentioned it earlier, to have your CV look appealing or is it easy to follow along? And oftentimes just having another set of eyes look at it to provide feedback can help out a lot because you've been working on this for years and you may miss something that might just stand out to somebody right away. I'm happy to do that along with my team. So if that's something that you all want to take advantage of, please feel free to do so. Thank you. Yvette, is there anything that you want to add? Just be consistent. Be consistent with your formatting. When I say being consistent, One area may just have the month listed and forgot the year. The next section may have the month and the year, or just got to be consistent with your formatting. When you're job seeking, just be open. You never know about a practice that you may have said, no, I don't want to work there, but you never know that might be the best fit for you. So just be open, be able to network because it's always about somebody helping you along the way. Your skills is one thing, but that networking takes you further along too. Thank you. I think about the formatting, like I think about closing up a wound. You don't close half the wound with monocryl and then the other half with nylon suture. You got to be uniform and make it look nice no matter what it is you do. I really want to thank both of you for joining us today. For those interested in job opportunities, obviously, we hope you'll join us at the AOS Virtual Career Fair happening tonight, October 4th. We hope everyone will take advantage of the other career resources on the AOS website, as well as attend the annual meeting and come to their career center, get your headshot done and try out some of the other things that they have going on. So thank you so much for joining us again. And if anybody wants to look any of this stuff up for the resources, you can go to aos.org backslash career. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us, doctor. I hope to see or virtually see you tonight at the virtual career fair, if not tonight at the virtual career fair. I hope to see at the on-site Career Center in Las Vegas. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing everyone as well. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the AOS Career Podcast, part of the Bombi Orthopedic Podcast channel. For more information on this topic and to hear other conversations on professional development, please visit aos.org forward slash the Bombi.